We have a key race alert right now. Boys. Who's the president? <laughs> Wheezy F baby. That's all I got. That's all we know. Last I checked. That's my president right there. Wheezy F baby, the president. Um, yeah. Last night was super weird. And I usually have a random question to start this off, but it's like, it was just too weird not to just, you know, ask that question. Who, we... Do we know anything? It is now what it's one fifty six on the you know so it's basically like what is it five o'clock over there, mm-hmm. yeah two o'clock here. Um, we still don't know who won anything. How did you guys vote? Uh, mail. I voted. Yeah, I voted by mail, but I dropped it off in person. Got it. Did you mail yours, Chris? I did. Yeah. Okay. And here's a question. Did you guys look at the live feed that in Pens- in like of in Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, I think, or wherever it is, they're counting all the votes? Dude, no, but I heard about it. There's a live feed right now that you can go to and you can watch people in Pennsylvania on like open up every ballot one by one. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. So your ballot is probably getting opened. Right now, there is. There I am. (laughs) You know, if there are people that are willing to tune in to watch other people open up ballots, then there sure as hell are a lot of people who would love to watch our live premieres of the brunch breakdown. Uh, Every time we release these episodes, they launch at noon on YouTube and Facebook. Check it out. Shameless promo because that is the stupidest thing, DD, that I've ever heard. Who's doing that? Who's watching that? Dude, I have no idea, but I watched it for at least two minutes last night. Okay, so Dee Dee's watching. It. Is there a comment <laughs> section? Maybe we should throw some at brunch breakdown in the comments. Just get people to all of a sudden switch over. <laughs> now that is a very good idea because it, it, see, hopefully there we got to check that because it's a live feed. You can it's on YouTube, and I was just I'm I'm blown away that like it's come down to it's come down to your state. It's really like it's it's basically coming down to your state. How does that feel? For you guys in Pennsylvania, I used to vote there. I don't vote there anymore. But how's it feel to know that the whole country is Pennsylvania? Yeah, all eyes on us, and I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's too it's too nerve wracking, and then it's like pointing out how our voting system is. You know, every state's voting, or I shouldn't say yeah, voting and really counting system is different, and everybody's like. Why is Pennsylvania doing what they're doing? Why is it taking them so long? I wish we would have been <laughs> over with one of the first states to to check in. It's it's nerve wracking. Uh, who knows? By the time people are listening to this tomorrow, maybe they know who the actual president is besides Weezy F Baby. But I don't think Pennsylvania will be decided by then. So that's one thing. Uh, you know, come a couple of days from now, we'll still be sitting here counting votes in Philadelphia. That's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't feel great to know that Florida has its shit together more than we do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they were yeah. always the hanging Chad, you know, state. They did, they can't ever, and like every election, it's like, what the hell is Florida going to do? I don't know. And now, uh, that's the thing. Florida had that incident with the recall and the hanging chats, and apparently they got their shit together real quick because they were pumping in votes last night. This needs to be a wake up call for Pennsylvania and be like, hey, you know, sometimes it's nice to have the spotlight on you, but not right now because we look, it's just, 
it's just dumb. I mean, you're breaking down counties in Pennsylvania that I'm like, yeah, yeah, shouts there, there we are, there we are. But I'm like, what's the rest of the world thinking when they're looking at this? And be like, oh, these dumbasses, what's taking them so long? Let's go. When whoever from Pennsylvania came on last night, because it wasn't the governor, whoever run, whoever the position runs the elections and all that stuff, came on and was like, you know what? They're just gonna stop counting. I'm gonna get back at it at 10 a.m. I'm like, so do you guys not want to pay overtime? Is that what this is about? Right. <laughs> I didn't understand that from any. There's no state that should stop. Other, you know, are, There are people that work third, fourth shift at any other job around the country. Get them to count these freaking ballots in the middle of the night for crying out loud. Come on. <laughs> what a night. But one thing we do know is that Kanye conceded. He, uh, he put out his concession tweet of the sad photo of him in front of a huge screen with a map saying, look forward to 2024. So we know Kanye is not the president. He he only got 57,000 votes. So if you are one of the 57,000 people that voted for Kanye, I'm, uh, I, you know, the rest of us don't know if our candidate has won yet, but at least you can take solace in the fact that you have a final answer. <laughs> if you were one of the 57,000 people who voted for Kanye and you listen to this podcast, stop. <laughs> we don't want your listens. We listens. don't want your clicks. We don't want your plays. We want nothing. That's all. We want nothing. You know, this isn't the smartest podcast in the world, but we don't want anybody as dumb as you listening. <laughs> Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. What's up? I'm Didi here in California, who uh, we know all about mail-in voting. And uh, Pennsylvania is where Chris and Dan are. They have no idea about mail-in voting because we're finding out. It's all fun. We're going to have a great show today. Uh, we're going to talk election because it was wild. And when you're listening to this, who knows what is going to be happening. So just understand this is kind of happening. Um, uh, this is happening on Wednesday at 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 5 o'clock on the East Coast. But anyways, uh, we're going to be talking about all the election, how we can make this a little bit better, who should announce the president. We're going to talk a little daylight savings. And the NFL is uh, getting ready for a possible Rona shutdown by throwing out little hints that they might be adding teams to the playoffs. And, of course, we'll talk about what we're listening to. But, yo, let's get into what I need right now, a brew. It's Brews Day, gentlemen. Hell yeah. When we record, it's Brews Day, and I need this right now. So, uh, Chris, get us started. It's Brews Day, baby. All right. Well, uh, I went with a little 7.5 ABV because I felt like that just fit the uh, the current events of the day. Let's go. (laughs) So, I have a little uh, New Belgium... Voodoo Ranger, Juicy Haze IPA. And Dan, since you're the uh, the beer expert for us, uh, it says that it's brewed and canned by New Belgium Brewing. It says Fort Collins, Colorado, and Asheville, North Carolina. So where I, am I likely getting this one from Asheville because that's regionally closer? Or is there like some distribution thing? Do you know anything about that? Uh, not in particular with that beer. Uh, sometimes they do brew an individual beer in a certain location uh southern tier does that and they may just have that as standard where it's like yep you're getting it from this location or the other so they probably brew that one in particular in one of those locations and uh it gets distributed out that way so who knows you're spinning the wheel Asheville, big craft brew city down there in north carolina that's yeah it's coming from there that's good stuff yeah i would recommend it you can get it pretty much anywhere across the country uh it's one of my go-tos if i'm you know just looking to pick up some beer in the grocery store or something like that i like new belgium's beers so let's get let's get after it boys i love it 
like it. Dan, what do you got? Oh, I didn't say I, I forgot. You just cracked the can. I already i I had to get started a little early today because of everything <laughs> like, going I'm on. Three deep, Dan's like I'm yeah. three deep already. Yeah, this is like, the number three for today. Um, <laughs> I've got a very special beer here today that I'm ex- very very excited about that I had for the first time this weekend uh, from a local brewery here in Pittsburgh, Abjuration Brewing Company. Um, they're out of McKee's Rocks, if, if you're familiar with Pittsburgh. So they're what they do with their beer is incredible. And they're not in this thing to make money and expand. They're still a rather small company. But the beers that they brew are absolutely incredible. And this is one of my favorites they've ever done. It's a breakfast cereal ale. And they have a whole series of breakfast cereal ales. So this is version 1.10. And they what they do is they keep enhancing it and making it better. So you have the different version numbers with this breakfast cereal ale. They also use different cereals. So the version also represents the cereal that they use. This one, the version 1.10 is a count chocula beer. As you can see, if you can see on our YouTube or on our Facebook, that's count chocula right there. This is an incredible beer because it's an ale, so it's not a stout, as you might expect because of the chocolate. But the way that they get the actual flavor and taste of cereal in this beer, cereal punches you in the mouth right away, and then there it is. There's the chocolate, and yes, there's the marshmallow. A lot of breweries are getting in the marshmallow game, especially with sours, and it's wonderful, and I applaud them Dan, for it. But this your- right here, and it's fairly easy to drink. This is only a 5% ABV. Uh, so it drinks like an ale tastes almost a little bit like a stout, but if you love Count Chocula, this is the beer for you right here from Abjuration Brewing. Gentlemen, I am going to enjoy this one very much. A great brunch beer, brunch beer since it's cereal, if you will. Yeah, uh, I like that. I feel like maybe another opportunity to, uh, you know, link up and get a little, promo code action going with this brewery in the brunch breakdown sounds like a match made in heaven but dan what's your marshmallow streak it's at least two weeks now oh that's right i didn't even think about that you're right i had the sorbetto last week that had the mm-hmm. berries and marshmallow and i'm actually purchasing an, an, a new beer this weekend from another local brewery that i haven't featured yet also also going to have marshmallow in that beer so if that's not next week, that's going to be coming in future weeks there as well. So yeah, the big uh, marshmallow game in beers is it's it's. I didn't realize I had a streak going, and you're right. I've got to I've got to keep that alive now. Yeah. Wow, another reason to subscribe to the brunch breakdown. <laughs> See if Dan's marshmallow beer streak continues. Give it a lot. God, love Bruce Day. All right, boys, what I got is uh, Mike Hess uh, Brewing Company out of San Diego. San Diego has a lot of breweries, so you hear me, you'll hear me say that a lot over the coming weeks when it comes to um, Bruce Day. But uh, this is the Into the Sunset, Into the Sunset Blood Orange IPA. I absolutely love this beer. I love Mike Hess. There, um, I used to have to, there used to only be one restaurant that I went to that I could get. Mike Hess. I couldn't buy it in stores unless I was like closer to San Diego, Orange County, Riverside area. But now it's kind of now I can get more of it. And I just love everything that they do there. And the brewery in San Diego is like really cool, too. So, um, yeah, check it out. Mike Hess IPA. If you can 
blood orange IPA. It's in like the, the blood. I love blood orange. It's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I just love blood orange. It's incredible. When, when I just, when I hear you say blood orange, it makes me want to go get a blood orange IPA. I don't know what it is, man. They're so good though. They're so yeah. good. I I don't know why they're just so good. And it's like, I, you know, and it's like, I like the hazy IPAs and stuff like that, but there's just something about just blood orange specifically that just gets me excited. So if you guys have any uh, blood orange recommendations, I will try them, you know, or if you just want to tell me to go buy a blood orange, I'll, I'll do that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's bruise day, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers indeed. We'll need Cheers. it. We need <laughs> Seriously. All right. Let's get into it. Get it. <laughs> get it's it lovely. off our chest. Chris, get it off your chest. Go. Okay. Um, I've been really torn as to how to, uh, as to what topic to do for this, this week. Um, I was initially going to use a topic that is pretty negative and that's just not my style. So I'm going to skew away from it, but I'll just give you the general gist that robocalls and robotechs are going to lead to people. They're going to stop voting. It's going to happen. People are going to like boycott voting for elections if it doesn't stop. But we're not, I'm not going to go into that one. What I am going to talk about is um, a little bit of sports and how it relates to the election. Two things. Number one, Maction starts this week. That's right. That is Mid-American Conference football. And guess what? Because of the shortened season, they are like only playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays this year. It's tremendous. We talked a few weeks ago about when you would add football during the week. Well, hey, guess what? The Mac did it for you. There's football every day of the week now. And I appreciate that the Mac, they normally do Maction on Tuesday nights. They decided to push it to Wednesday night to start the season, which is tonight as we're recording it. We also pushed our episode to Wednesday night because we thought for damn sure we'd know who the president was by now. That didn't work out. So <laughs> now we can't even talk about that. We're going to talk about other stuff related to the election. But I feel bad for Maction because they're not going to get the eyeballs they deserve tonight because we don't know how to count ballots. Second sports topic. I think it's absolutely hilarious and shows how tone deaf baseball is that they did the golden glove ceremony last night during the election. What is baseball doing ever? What are they ever doing? It's hilarious to me. I like turned on sports center today and they were like, Oh, the gold golden glove winners were announced last night. What, what is happening? So a couple sports topics and how they relate to the election. Baseball just continues to be hilarious to me for the stupidest reasons. Um, and maybe, maybe Maction will be a little more enjoyable for people to watch instead of the election coverage. Just a thought. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, baseball's treat treating the Golden Glove winners like it's a Friday news dump. Like they don't want it to get out. Like they want nobody to know about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I will say this is the first time that I have heard about a Golden Glove. I heard about the Golden Glove ceremony in a long time. In a very long time, and it's just because it was it was on last night during mm -hmm. the election, and I, I don't know what that says about baseball, and but I do know that a lot of the people who like baseball, if you look at all the demographics of baseball, they all were definitely not watching. They're they all go out there and vote. They're all over fifty, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they were not paying attention at all last night. Dan, get it off your chest. Well, Chris, you talked about you were 
tempted to go skewing negative and make it voting related. And I'm kind of going to, I'm kind of going to take that topic, but I'm going to twist it a little bit because you said like robocalls, people are going to stop voting because of that. Well, here's a thought. There needs to be an incentive to vote. Now, what we do know is that we had the highest turnout of any election in history uh, this week, which is fantastic. People did come out and vote. But <laughs> we will, we were still bombarded with political ads for months and weeks, and especially within the last few weeks. And it just is so overwhelming. And in an, in an era where we've talked about it on this podcast, the undecided voter, the percentage of undecided voters is so small. Now, I get it with local elections. You know, maybe don't, I'm not as familiar with that. But give us an incentive to vote and to vote early. Vote, voting early was huge this year, right? Because of the pandemic, they allowed you to vote early. So you could have voted weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Here's the incentive. You vote and you vote early. You get completely opted out of all, all political ads. I am talking TV ads, web ads, ads on social media, items in the mail, text messages, robocalls. If you vote, then they stopped. They stop for you. You don't have to see them anymore. There has got to be, that is the incentive. If you want even more people to vote next time, have the ability to vote early. Even if it's just in person, you go, you get your little, your little code, you type it in. It connects with your IP address, with your cable operator, with your cell phone, and boom, those ads are wiped because you voted. You've decided. It doesn't matter what the ads say anymore. You can't take that vote back. So give us the incentive to eliminate the political ads once you have voted. That's what I would love to see next time around. I had to get that off my chest because it was just so much constant. When I see like back-to-back-to-back political ads – between episodes of The Office, I'm like, this isn't this isn't helping. <laughs> uh, I love that idea. I don't like it for all of the dedicated listeners of the brunch breakdown. I, you, I'm pretty sure, like, we need to go back in these episodes because if you would string together some of da- like Dan basically has put together his future political campaign just like piece <laughs> by piece by piece. Like it might be Knopp and Kanye in 2024. I don't yeah. know, but like. <laughs> I believe in everything that you say on this podcast and it inspires me weekly. So thank you for that. I think that's a great idea. And like you've even thought of logistics, which I appreciate. Yeah, I think that's a great idea too. Cause I, because you can already do the track my ballot thing. So like they know where your ballot comes. You can get a text message as soon as it gets opened, you know, like you'll know. So why couldn't you track my ballot? And as soon as you open my ballot on October, whatever the hell I stop getting calls. I feel like that's kind of simple, right? Like a beam goes out. It's like you can opt in the same way you do, you know, your driver's license. Are you a blood donor? Or are you not? Do you want robocalls? Do you not? Like, you know, I feel like that can happen. It's good. It's simple, right? It is. It's simple. And it just, you don't need to see that once you vote. And Chris, I appreciate the support. We really getting, getting something going. It's funny you mentioned that. My uncle came up to me at my sister's wedding, like random story, like four years ago or whatever. And because of the way that I entered into the room uh, as brother of the bride, he was like, man, you walked in here like you were ready you know, to start your political campaign. I'm behind you. Let's get this thing going. So this isn't the first time that that's been <laughs> something like that has been mentioned. So maybe we're getting the steam rolling a little bit here. But I think that's how you get more people to vote and vote early 
And then you just eliminate, there's your incentive. You eliminate all political ads because everybody is sick of them. No matter what side you're on, you're sick of seeing them, whether you vote on election day or, or, or prior to that. So that's my plan. Let's get that going for the next four years. I love it. I love it. Uh, what I want to get off my chest, guys, is, uh, you know, I, I hate railing on social media, but like I do it a lot. We all do. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, like there's one thing that's really bugged me over the last month. And it's 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 been very hard for me not to mention this on the brunch breakdown. But I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Talk about something else. But today I have to. We are not friends on social media. All of us are not friends. We are not family. We are not. If you fr- like Mark Zuckerberg may say, yes, you guys are friends because we friended you on Facebook or we follow each other on Twitter. But guess what, guys? We don't know each other. A lot of us do not know each other. Like take my Facebook, for example. OK, like I go on Facebook and I see somebody's last name that I don't know. I'm like, who is this person? I'm not going to say the name. I almost did. That was close. Anyways, <laughs> and I'm like, who is this person? And then I have to go back. I have to go to their profile and I have to go all the way back to like 2007. And I'm like, oh, that's the girl that one of my friends hooked up with. And then we friended each other on Facebook because why not? We're in college. Let's do that. I'm not friends with that person. Okay. So when you decide to post something that says, oh, you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for, like be respectful to each other, blah, blah, blah. This place is so terrible. This is why our country's so divided. Okay, you three, all three of us have differing opinions on lots of things. We can argue back and forth. We are friends. We are family. We love each other, you know? Mm-hmm. I am not friends with the random girl one of my friends hooked up with in 2010. <laughs> so no, I'm not, you know what I mean? So no, I don't care about what you have to say politically. I don't. So yeah, I might do that. And we all kind of have that when it, whether it come, whatever social media platform. And I'm so sick of seeing people say about using social media as this barometer of how people act all the time. It's like, yes, there are despicable people in this world that do like, that are very ignorant and will, you know, throw their Trump sign at you or throw their Biden sign at you or say you're, you know, a dumb lib or dumb Republican, whatever. People will do that. Yes, those people exist. But using social media as a barometer for that is crazy. Like we all live in neighborhoods. We all have neighbors. We all have friends and family who have differing views and we all sit down at Thanksgiving and no one gives a shit. Or we get in political arguments and we just laugh about it afterwards. That's what people do that who actually know each other. But social media, we don't. And there's no consequences for me calling you something or you calling me something. There's no consequences to that. So please, guys, just got to get off my chest. Stop making it look like social media is how the rest, how the whole world acts when they talk to each other like it's just it's just not true it's not how it works and like what i said like some of the numbers it's like we, we reference the conversations that happen on twitter so much but like isn't it like only 20 percent of the country on twitter or something yeah, like that i think like it's, it's less than that it's very low like one in six people are on facebook like it social media is not reality and uh, what I've thought about a lot during this whole lead up to the election is like the stuff everybody's saying on social media, you wouldn't, no, none of these people would actually say that to a physical human being in front of like, nobody. you're just like, uh, I, I, yeah, I hate it. I, I think it's, it's like a false sense of reality. It's not, it's not, re- it's not real life. It, it, it's not. No. Yeah. Didi, I'm so glad you said that. I had a similar thing happen to me this week where I'm like, who is this person and why, why am I seeing this? Like, I, I don't like it made me like 
shook a little bit. Like, why am I, I? I don't need this. I do not need this from this rando in my life. Why am I, quote unquote, friends with this person? It happens. It's been happening a lot more recently than than ever. So you're absolutely right. And to to have that be the pulse of what people think and how people act. Uh, we talked previously on this podcast about how commenting on like business posts and I use business that that term loosely, whether it be a news organization or anything that's not an individual, how like the troll game just, I have like two friends that don't know each other commenting on each other's comments. I'm like, how is this happening? Or why is this happening? This isn't what this platform is freaking for. Please stop it. So I completely, completely agree with everything you said. Yeah, yeah. The whole friends who don't know each other commenting on other posts and then people saying that, oh, man, we're so mean to each other on social media. It's like, no, those are two people who are loud and just decided, like, I don't know this person, so I'm going to be mean. (laughs) Exactly. That simple. It's not how everybody acts. It's ridiculous. Can I, like, can I put this out there, though? I want to know if you guys, either you guys got this, because not, like, the people I don't know, but, like, I got Facebook messages from people I do know not close friends but people i do know from like school that they like they started the message off with like hey chris it's so cool to see you doing like podcasts and stuff like that by the way in the state that i live in my vote doesn't count blah 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 and then they they, this like whole like spammy spiel about who i should vote for that was new to me that like actually people i know would spam me with that type of stuff on facebook at that point i (laughs) I, I, I hit the end. I was just like unfriending people. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Gosh. Ugh. And the sad part is it's only going to get worse, guys. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to stop today. It's not going to stop tomorrow. It's just going to keep on going. 2020, baby. Got to love it. Well, uh, I feel like that's a good way to transition. <laughs> I feel like that's a good way to uh, transition into uh, – Election day. Uh, what were your observations? You guys watched for a little bit. Dan watched for a lot. I watched for a lot because I'm on the West Coast, so it wasn't that. So it's not late for me, as you know. Everyone's everything was winding down around two a.m. on the East Coast last night, and like reporters are falling asleep. Um, what were your observations last night on uh, election day coverage and all the stuff? I got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I can't wait. Get them. They're in no particular order and like on on any subject you could imagine. For starters, when I was looking up, you know, where to find the election coverage for the night, I thought it was really hilarious that almost every network had, you know, like when you go on the guide and you hit info, there's like a graphic about the show and then a description. Uh almost every network used like this graphic that they created where it was like, you know, in mighty ducks when it's like Gordon Bombay versus Wolf, the Dennis Stanton. And it's like, it's like the shadow on the one side of their face. And then the other, like that it was that, but with Biden and Trump across every network. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was so funny that they were trying to make it like D2 mighty ducks. That that was my first observation of the night. It was, yeah, it was, it was wild. And I don't know why I watched so much of it. It's just one of those things where I get lost in it. And my fiance, so much credit to her that we typically agree on shows to watch, but she knew that we were going to watch the election coverage and she really wasn't getting anything out of it because she knew, (laughs) she knew we were getting answers Tuesday night, but I'm just like sitting there intensely 
you know, focused on it for hours and hours at a time. And I, I, again, I don't know why I stayed up way too late knowing no matter how late I stay up, I'm not going to find out who the president is tonight. So why am I doing this to to myself? Because there's nothing else on, first of all, but it was just, I'm like working myself up. She's like, (laughs) she keeps saying, they just keep talking about the same stuff over and over again until more things come in. So (laughs) I'm like, I I, I know I give credit to some of these people. John King from CNN is the MVP (laughs) of election coverage because that dude, if he got paid by the minute, the amount that he has to talk and fill time is unreal. He knows everything about every county in this country to great detail. There's my dude. There's my dude. I'm telling you, we were friends last night. I felt like homie was speaking directly to me. It's unreal the level of detail he knows about every one of these states and how much he had to fill time because that's what that's all that they had to do which i give cnn credit for is that they didn't go to the 35 person desk which they usually do and they didn't do it via zoom they let my man the mvp of the night john king reign supreme he got a quick nap in was back in a tuesday morning my dude so i know he's done this multiple years but so he's got experience with it but me, me and katie my wife were talking last night like how many dress rehearsals do you think they do on this touchscreen, he's mm. what he does in front of this touchscreen is it, it's art. Yes, yeah, he makes it look effortless. It's no question, unbelievable. But he, they have to do like days and days and hours and hours of dress rehearsals and just like throwing throwing concepts and situations at him. Right? Like, h- how do you get that good? I believe that he has one in his house. <laughs> Like, I believe that's his kids' chores are up on the thing. And I feel like that's just how he communicates every single thing. Because he's been doing this since this technology has, like, you know, started probably, I don't know, maybe 08, 2012, something like that. Because remember when the touchscreen lagged a lot? Because remember when ESPN used to use the touchscreen a lot? And he used to always screw up. And he used to always be like, yes, (laughs) trying to put the Browns over here, trying to. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah right. and like it used to be like that with, with him too but now it's like that technology is good and he's just i i mean it's fascinating watching him until he uh tells me about wilkes bar for the 50th time in an hour i was like all right you guys have nothing key race alert key race alert <laughs> yeah it gets Jesus. super repetitive and also, he had uh, there's an individual we're going to talk about here shortly, but he kept getting interrupted. He's like, oh, wait, what about Arizona? And John would just like <laughs> smooth transition. He'd finish his thought like he didn't hear him. He's like, well, let's go over to Arizona here. So I give him a lot of credit for even though there was a particular man there on the same set that was just like, well, what about Michigan? Oh. And he's like, well, then we're going to go and finish this county and see this is how the votes come in. Let's hop over to Michigan real quick. Smooth, calm, collected. Those dress rehearsals paid off. John King. You can you can name the man. It was Wolf. Wolf. Not not Wolf the Dennis Stanton. I'm talking about <laughs> Wolf Blitzer, okay? Yeah, I feel like he's so lazy. He's just like, ah, John, show me another thing. John, John. Show me, Matt Boy. Come on, Matt Boy. Show me another thing. <laughs> Matt Boy. <laughs> there was one point where, like, like, John King clearly wasn't going to do what Wolf wanted, and Wolf started sticking his papers, like, in the... In the camera. You kept going like, over here, over here. Come on, boy. I want to see this. John was like, Wolf, stop. Let me show them Florida first. 
Did you guys see the part where John King had to apologize last night to Virginia? <laughs> no. Okay, so there was this part. We're watching. I, I don't know what time it was, but we're watching and... We were and John King goes, all right, and uh, goes to Virginia, and he's like, yeah, and it's like we're uh, Trump's up this much, but uh, we're still waiting on the results in Fairfax County, which is the biggest county in Virginia. So, um, expect a better job from Fairfax County. And we're like, oh. damn, John. John's like shading everybody working the polls in Fairfax in Virginia, and then he comes back on like five minutes later, and he's like, I just want to say, um, I apologize, and everybody's working hard. I know it's late hours. I know this is different. You're open up things, and I was like, wow. John had to like apologize. Like the poll workers in Virginia were like, we just will quit. (laughs) (laughs) How late into the uh, broadcast was that? Because I felt like when I was watching, he was very complimentary of all the volunteers and stuff like that. See, that's the thing. It's hard to judge because like it's so much later here than it was there. So I feel like it was it was probably like it was probably around like, I don't know, maybe 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, maybe, you know, because I was because I watched until. I mean, we were off and on watching it. We watched Supermarket Sweep at one point, but um, but I was we were off and on. We were actually like I think I stopped, turned it off at like eleven o'clock or something, which was two o'clock on the East Coast. But yeah, he was, but he had to apologize to the state of Virginia. He was tired. He had a brutal, brutal night. He knew as this thing was going along, we are not going home with any answers tonight, and I'm working late into the hours. I'm not getting paid by the hour. I don't I don't fault John at all. I think he was probably stressed out because Wolf wouldn't shut the hell up. I think that's what it was. I'll give John a pass. I'll give John yes, a pass. For sure. I love that it was brought to you by Calm last night. <laughs> CNN's coverage was and, brought to you by the Calm app. And Genius. Borat. Did you see that? Borat? And Borat. I couldn't believe that. That's amazing. <sighs> Whoever the person was at Calm that was like, you know, l- hear me out, guys. This is the idea I've got. We should be, we should put all our money on, we should make sure we put all our money on electric coverage, election coverage for CNN. Whoever decided that is a genius and I want to work for them. Like, I, cause that is, it was just brilliant. It was so funny sitting there all night long, calm app for something that is not calm, still not calm, won't be calm for months. Yeah. And we're 24 hours later now and that, that decision, to put that ad there on TV is just getting circulated a million times over on social media because it was so funny and so perfect. Yes. That's marketing genius. Dude, just super, super, super genius. Any other uh, quick observations from uh, election coverage last night? Yeah, uh, I still have a few. Oh, um, go for it, Chris. Let it go. <laughs> CNN analysts have crazy eyewear. Like, do you like? Do you think they these people have discount codes with different like you know movement and different glasses companies because they if they don't they should every person there had a different type of eyewear on and it was some of them were very interesting hmm that didn't stick out to me who in particular does anderson cooper i feel like he should i think he does anderson's are pretty straightforward though uh He's van in particular van uh what's jones. His yeah van jones um I mean, those are those are artsy. They really are. But like, I don't know something. Just something I noticed, guys. So I was very interested in the key issues last night as I was watching uh, another one. I love how they had to John King specifically had to explicitly tell us what states were what states because they know how stupid we are and nobody knows what the Midwestern states are. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows the difference between Iowa and Kansas and Arkansas, Missouri. Like. 
No. So he was like talking about one state and he was like, by the way, like the states above it is Arkansas, Kansas, all this. Like <laughs> he, he knew we had no idea what we were looking at. Uh, shouts to John King. And the last one I have is I thought it was very, very funny. We talked about Wolf a couple times. I thought it was very, very funny that like they spent the entire night at the magic wall with Matt Boy, as Dan likes to call yeah. it. But then like they would they would say there was a key race alert and then all of a sudden Wolf would be like in the middle of the studio again just so they could do a shot of him walking back to the magic wall. Like his whole night was just walking to the magic wall that's and true. walking back. And I thought that that was very funny. Um, maybe that's why Wolf was so, you know, testy with John King. I don't know. That's the end of my observations. And it was, yeah, it was, it was very unique this year. They had the, I can't remember the other guy's name. He probably had some other sort of glasses on there too, Chris. The, the guy that was breaking out the percentages of the votes that were in and how what percentage of those were early votes I feel like he had to slow that down a little bit because America certainly wasn't grasping that either. Here's the percentage of votes that are in. Here's the percentage of those votes that are early votes. And here's what we expect it to be. There's no way that the majority of people watching that followed along. You had to kind of think about it and go, okay, that makes sense to me. But there's no way that these other people are following along. And that was his role. That was it. They'd go in and check with him every once in a while. His numbers really didn't change all that much. They would just go to him for his little task. They did have a small crew. Like I said, they didn't have 45 people on a desk, which they usually do, especially during the primaries. I remember that thing got wild, but shouts to COVID, I guess, for keeping people out of the studio and keeping things a little bit more calm when we get a little bit more John King. Shouts no podcast has shouted out COVID more than us. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> unbelievable I don't, I don't know what that says about us but we've really taken the positives out of covid uh one thing that i uh and it goes to the map thing it's like and i i tweeted this last night i watching this and seeing the map of the united states constantly right and this is not a political observation or whatever it's just that there's so much of the country i have no desire to see <laughs> yeah you yeah. know what i mean like I have no desire to go to Kansas. What am I going to go to Kansas for? I have no, I have no desire to go to Kansas. South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming. What, what, what am I going there for? Like, I've been to Iowa because I had to work. So I'll go anywhere if you pay me. Just Iowa. But, like, I had to go to Iowa for work. I've been there for two weekends. And it was not great. I don't, I'm not happy about my experience that I did there, that I had there. Like, there are states that I want to go to. There are states that I've been to. Most of the ones I've been to. But, like, I'm good with my america experience like i've been to all the states i want to go to and you know if i visit them again to go to another place in that state that's cool but man just that was a big observation for me it was last night it's like every four years i realized like yeah i don't where do, what's going on in here like i have <laughs> I, I have no idea like I, I have no desire to do any of this that goes back to your argument from a couple of weeks ago chris where the kids that grow up in those in those states really need to have their chance to get out and see some real city life and experience the rest of this country instead of just sitting there in Oklahoma, Kansas, that that big middle chunk of the country there, which you know is so huge, but the population is so small. That was the one thing. We didn't have to really check on those states very much. John King was like, yeah, we'll just touch on this real quick. You can see the five counties here. And you can see there's only uh, eh, 4,000 votes in the whole county. So we'll go back over here. So you just have to check on those little guys, make sure that everybody was awake there what a night good god all right well how do we make this better 
how do we make this coverage better? Because I don't know about you guys, but I was flipping around everything. Ta- talking about CNN is like fun because they've just got so many things going on uh, with Wolf and John and all of that. But uh, I was flipping around. ABC's coverage just looked terrible. Uh, but there was a bunch of people in that studio, by the way. Really? A lot of people there. How do we make this better, guys? What can we do to make election night a better experience for the American people? <laughs> That's a great question i think oh i don't know if we can <laughs> i don't know if we can if we could find out that night that would be one thing um you know not having each state be able to determine how they count their votes or whatnot but and we're not going to get into into that too much um it has to be i want more calm apps commercials i i want more john king <laughs> i want less of let's go to our correspondents who are Oh, this used to work on Clinton's campaign and used to work on Bush's campaign and let them argue with each other. Less of that, more just I need some calm, relaxed sort of reality show elements to that. You know, give me more. Uh, what is it called, Chris? The uh, the magic wall. Give me more magic walls. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I thought about that last night too. I'm like, this isn't enjoyable. Not that it would be, no matter who wins, it's still not going to, the process isn't enjoyable. I don't know how to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> I Man, I don't know. Like you said, Dan, it would be nice if like we just knew that like at this time, you'll know who the president is. You'd think we could do that. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like after sitting through months of political ads, like we should get the opposite of that for our commercials during this stuff. And there's like barely any commercials to begin with, but like that we should be rewarded for sitting through that and like give us some commercial breaks that like aren't even commercial breaks, like play us a funny scene from a show like the office or something like that, just to like give us a break. Like the wall is cool. And that guy is like I said, he's an artist, but like, after a while, I started to get a little bit of vertigo because I was zooming in and zooming out all these different states. And, you know, not a lot was happening for a while. And he just kept telling us that not a lot. So, okay, when not a lot's happening, like give us some real things to entertain us. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe having just like non-political analysts on the desk, like put Pat McAfee on the desk or something like that, right? Like entertain us, G- give us some people that aren't going to just argue with each other talk about demographics, talk about exit polls, talk about counties. And I don't know, it, it all gets to be a little bit too much at a certain point. That's a, as I'm, as you're sitting here talking about this, Chris, it, it just, just came to me where we need to turn this into like a, a an award show where, yeah. and it's a, it, right. We have musical guests, musical artists, performances between States being announced to fill some of that time. Then we go back to my man, JC checking with the map a little bit. And let's go over to the current president, Weezy F Baby, for this next performance. Uh, let's do that. Let's turn this into an award show. And then we announce a couple of states, just like you would. And then give us some musical performances in between to keep us relaxed, entertained, fill more of that empty time. Yeah, because if because award shows, they keep us along. Like the Oscars are super long. It's like a four-hour show. But they throw in some performances. We get a little Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper doing shallow. You know, it's it's nice. It breaks up. The mm-hmm. evening, we had some Broadway performances and stuff. But what we should do now that you say that, Dan, is that when John King goes to the map and he has nothing to do, you press on, let's say, Chicago, and then we go to Chance the Rapper, he performs. 
we Ooh. press on another state and it performs. You know what I mean? We get to the famous, the, the famous performers, whatever, you know, from those states. They give us a little something, you know, to make the time go by. That's CNN. I love that. I love Don't that. Don't you dare try that in 2024 <laughs> without giving us a call. Yeah, can we can we cut that out and tweet it at CNN and just be like, this is Dee Dee's interview to be Map Boy number two. Yes, I'm the performance map. Oh, key rate, key performance alert. Let's go to Pittsburgh where we've got Wiz Khalifa. Let's yeah. go. When key performance alert. Let's check on the votes in Miami Dade County. But if we kick it kick it right here, we're gonna go to Mister Worldwide, Mister Three Hundred Five. Let's take it to Miami Live right now. Ali. Oh! <laughs> This is big. Yes. It's like, oh, and we just saw that uh, AOC won her race in the Bronx. So guess what? We've got J-Lo. Let's get to it. Jenny from the block. Oh, my gosh. DJ John King up at the wall. I love it. (laughs) Or even like facts about like when they go into these random counties, like you could tell me that like, okay, Trump has like 300 votes and Biden has 400 votes and they're only reporting like 2% of the results so far. Is there something else? Is, Is there a famous person from that county? Is there something interesting that happened in that county? Give me some fun facts, John, outside of your numbers. I think that would really add to it. Yeah, have it pop up like the Daily Double in like Jeopardy, where he just (laughs) he doesn't know the percent on that county. He just clicks it and it's like, and it's like, there's not enough here. Use this instead. That's what he needs to be like. Dude, there are ways that we can do this. Also, I think there needs to be more counter programming. I think that, and I understand we have like Netflix and all these other things, right? But you still want to be like. I don't know. I still want to be a click away from it. You know, I kind of want to be, but I feel like last night, you know, they, they pushed the bachelor at the Thursday. feel like we could have had the bachelor at last night. Well, actually I know we could have, cause we don't have a president. So we're talking a day <laughs> later. So you could have thrown to the bachelorette at eight o'clock came back at nine o'clock. We still have nothing. Let's go back to Claire, see what's going on in this crazy season of the bachelorette, like more counter programming. There should be a football game on. During election coverage. And they can have it running in the screen. We can go back to John King during... There's no halftime show. We just go to John King. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like commercial breaks. We go to John King. We go to Wolf. We get the key race alert while we're watching a Mac game or something. Like there, There's ways that you could do counter-programming for this and still keep people informed. Because, you know, you get to a point where, you know, the the polls close here. And it's just like, all right, California. It's like, all right, the polls have closed in California. All right going to biden whoever the democrat is like we already know that it's already mm-hmm. going there so it's like we don't i don't need somebody to tell me that i could right. be watching something else and then it just comes on the screen you know it's like california oregon they're all going all right cool that's what i need is it possible that me calling major league baseball tone deaf is wrong and they were trying to give us the counter programming <laughs> <laughs> no they're still tone deaf okay no, okay. no, 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 no. they were still tone deaf. oh man no. Can you imagine if the if for some reason the World Series got delayed or something like that because of I mean it almost potentially did with the Dodgers if they would have had to go to game 7. Can you imagine if there's any sort of delay in the postseason and they had a game tonight? Like they took off Tuesday because of the election night and then they actually had a game tonight and they were like, "Well, shit. <laughs> now we're screwed." <laughs> Joe Buck would be the person that announces who's the president for everybody while they're watching the Dodgers. And speaking of that, Chris, you brought this up in the brunch breakdown text uh, that Wolf Blitzer is the one who announces the president or whoever you're watching, George Stephanopoulos, whatever. 
none of these guys are great to do this. I don't want them to announce the president. Chris, who do you want to announce the president? To be the person that says you're 46th or or what is it? Or the same president, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, it wouldn't be Joe Buck because I don't – it just wouldn't be Joe Buck. No, uh, God, for <laughs> the love of God, no. He, uh, I wish he would get more excited. Joe you know, Buck? I wish he That's, would get more excited. I feel like he's broadcasted too many games and he just doesn't get excited about them anymore. Dude, say – we could have a whole Joe Buck conversation in another podcast because <laughs> yeah. I have so many thoughts on <laughs> Joe Buck. But go um, on. Well, I have several options, okay? But I also pulled my house – my household. Uh, okay. Pulled. You pulled your house. It was an exit poll at. Uh, what live have to say? About you pulled that? the one other person living there because I no, know no. your dad hey. come up with suggestions. There's two people that live here, Dan. Two I people, have a daughter. Dan. Okay. Um, no, actually, uh, my mom was babysitting today, so I okay. asked my wife and my mom. Um, Katie suggested either Bob Barker or <laughs> Chris Harrison, the dude from The Bachelor. Oh, okay. Um, my mom said <laughs> Jeff Probst, who was the guy on Survivor, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. And Didi's not going to like this one. She said, or you could have like a queen cover bang- band sing We Are the Champions, but like for the person that ends oh, up. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but okay, so here's mine. I feel like, Ryan Seacrest does too many things to not also do this. He's on my list. Yeah, he's on the list too. I was, it, it, it all lines, everything pointed to Ryan Seacrest being the guy. Okay, so we're all in agreement there. Um, another one that came to mind was The Rock, mainly because he's motivating as hell and we have nominated him for everything else on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then uh, the last one I had was Carson Daly, but I want him to do it from the MTV studios in Times Square. And like, I want no doubt to be playing while he does it. And like, maybe we have a ball dropping ceremony or something. I don't know. That's that's my thought. Well, it I'm is what, late, 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 late night with Carson Daly. And that was about the way it was it was going last night. He would have been right in his t- time slot comfortable there. We might not find out till New Year's Eve at this point. So right. <laughs> just set it up. It's very true. Who are your picks, Dan? Well, yeah, I definitely had Seacrest as well. It was the first name that that came to mind, uh, like we said. Um, but I was thinking of some more. I need somebody that's going to do this calmly. And that's going to calm me down. You know, I thought of boisterous voices and things like that, too. People, But I'm like, no, I need someone to just be like, and relax. And the winner of Pennsylvania is. So give me Jim Nance. Give me Jim Nance at Augusta, calling it on 16, Tiger making a birdie putt with the gallery quiet. Just give me that calm Jim Nance. That's what I need. Just silky smooth Jim Nance to keep things, to keep the heart rate down a little bit. Um, other you guys can- like that, I feel like Denzel would have that side of like presence where like, I've got this and I'm going to give it to you straight. Right. And he's just going to feed it to you and you're going to you're going to feel confident in his voice. And then Mr. America, the guy that I think we would all love to be our neighbor, Tom Hanks. 
another guy that I would just feel confident in just being rather calm up there and just kind of, once you hear his voice, you know who it is. I can feel like I can relax a little bit more when I hear any of those gentlemen uh, performing that uh, on election night. That's good. Augusta Jim Nance. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> like, but, but specifically Augusta Jim Augusta Nance. Jim Nance. We need yeah. the birds chirping. Let me talk about the azaleas. Give me a little bit of that. Give me a little bit of something. Head over to the magic wall. I want No, I want NFL Sunday Jim Nance. I want Tony Romo calling it before he gets to say it. <laughs> That's what I want. Well, I want Tony about- Romo to ruin it. I want him to ruin it. Like, hey, Jay. Here, Jim, what do you got? <laughs> That's what I want. You know, when, to- like, when Tony started to do that, when he first started to do that, right? I wonder what Jim Nance's face looked like. Because, you know, we don't see them. I, mean, like- I wonder if he was just like, this, this guy think he is. You kidding me? And it like became a thing, and now Romo's a thing. But, like, yeah, I wonder what his face looked like. Um, one of the people, because like, of course, yeah, I had I had Ryan Seacrest. Uh, one that at first that popped in my head is uh someone crazy, Lil John, live from Vegas, <laughs> huge pack crowd. He's the wow. one that announces it. Like we just go right to the party, and that's who does it. Uh, my other one because of this past week of the Barack Obama blitz that we had, it like. I watched one of his speeches. I think it was in Philadelphia and it was like a drive-in thing or whatever. And I'm like, man, no matter what happens in this election, I feel good. Cause Barry just talked to us. Like Barack just was like, you know what? The, the fight continues. Everything, mm-hmm. nothing's every, everything's not going to be solved by whoever you vote for, for president, like by whoever you need to keep going, keep your feet on the ground. And it just calmed me down. Cause everything's so crazy about what's going on with all these races. All we have all these measures in California and everything. And it's just, there's so much information. And then it's just like, I felt like he just kind of cooled it out and was like, this is just one day, you know, people fight every single day for, you know, to get the things changed in this day and fight for years and years and years. And I was like, you know, Maybe it's Barry that needs to do it. Maybe it's Brock. I don't know if he'd agree to do that, but you I like know, that. I feel like if he just he, I feel like he has the ability to cool America down, right? You know, to just be like, all right, the president's this guy, and then he gives the tells us why it's this guy, and then he tells us why, then tells us just calms everybody down. So I think it's it's Brock or Little John, one of the two for me. <laughs> yeah, give me the so- soothing, calming voice. I wouldn't mind hearing Sophia Bush's voice during the five, 15 hours of the coverage either. That's a voice I don't mind. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, the amount of times I've had to debate Barack or little John, it's unbelievable. See, see Barack or little John or DJ Khaled's a good one too. Just <laughs> we go to the John King map. We're going to Miami and everybody knows, Oh man, here it is. They know who's the president. <laughs> <laughs> We know every be, night it's going to DJ. Alert, it would just be called another one alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Another one. And then everyone's like, oh, no. Okay, Cal, we got another one. Let's go. <laughs> there it is. I I enjoy this. I enjoy this a lot, guys. Um, all right. Well, uh, real quick, uh, before we get into what we're listening to, uh, Chris, throw us the NFL, this NFL news that's going down. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like... <sighs> players just keep testing positive uh, for COVID in the NFL. And so this headline came out that, oh my God, while we're, while we're doing this, I just got another 
text a robo text about voting. Another one. How is that possible? How is that possible? Uh, the the NFL said that they um, are thinking about potentially expanding the playoff field to 16 teams, which is uh, humongous. That's more than half of the league. But uh, but yeah, because of COVID and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't know. I just figured it was something to talk about that would be a little, I don't know, not election related, which is great. Um, but like <laughs> we were talking before we started does this mean the Browns are going to make the playoffs? Like, is that, do, can we even legitimize the playoffs if we're having 16 teams in? Like the NHL does 16 teams. And one of the things me and my dad would always say is like, you have to be really bad to not make the playoffs in hockey. Like you have to be a really bad hockey team. So sometimes we see seven and nine or eight and eight teams squeak into the regular playoff field. They were already going to let more teams in. Now they're thinking about letting even more teams in. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, a little bit of overkill, in my opinion. If that's what they have to do for this season, like if let's say they shut this thing down at Thanksgiving, right? And they put 16 teams in, I'd be fine with that. But like, it's not something that I want. I don't want this. They're, they're adding an extra team this year, putting 14 teams in is just silly because there's not that many good football teams. Yeah, we talked there's about a- it a couple of weeks ago. Like there's really only like three or four teams that probably legitimately have a chance so then, I mean, I, hey, I love watching more, having more football to watch, but it, it you know, those, th- these teams don't add anything to it in terms of talent or value, I don't think. No, they don't. And especially with the NFL playoffs where it's one game, right? So you have way more opportunities for stupid losses and upsets to happen. The NFL was the first league that had the chance to get their season off on time play it in its complete normal schedule and then have their regular playoffs without any interruptions. Now I know this is kind of part of the issue is in case they have to stop it. And a lot of it's fiscally and financially related, right? They, if they, if they lose these games are already losing a ton of money from gate revenue and things like that. Uh, in addition to the more playoff teams, they've got to try to find a way to create more revenue. And this is the possibility. So if they do that, it would just absolutely be horrific. And all of a sudden, boom, there's that asterisk that a lot of people are putting on these other seasons as close to hockey was, as close as the NBA was to putting coming away with a very realistic uh, playoff format and things like that, there had to be a stoppage. There had to be an interruption. So for the NFL, they don't need to do this. It's It would make the playoffs just be, you know, like you said, Chris, I don't even know if you could legitimize them for this year. You're already adding more teams. There are so many bad teams in the NFL right now. Don't give them more opportunities to play games to ruin a season for somebody that could actually look back on this year and be like, yeah, it was weird, but guess what? They played the season, they played it in full, and they had to go through the playoffs. Um, what, what what will be the normal new playoffs with 14 teams, like you said? So I, I hate the idea. I hate that it's financially related. Listen, I get it. You have to consider all options at this point, but I would really, really hate if they would have to make that move. Look at like how bad the NFC East in East is. You're telling me that like, potentially two of them could make the playoffs. Do we need that? <laughs> Do we no, need the the right. Washington football team in the playoffs? I don't none of them should get in. If that's the change, then none of them should get in. <laughs> no, it's uh yeah, the the NFL with 16 teams in the playoffs. That's just that's just stupid. And also it turns a little into like NCAA tournament like. Yeah. If you do that and the one thing about the NCAA tournament that I love the NCAA tournament. Well, one thing I hate about it is you get to that second weekend, and if like 
and it's fun the upsets and all that for the first weekend but the second weekend gets there and you're like wait why is this team not in it? oh it's right georgetown lost to florida gulf coast yeah well that sucks they were <laughs> yeah. good all year you know what i mean it's like you 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 missed out and then it's like those teams always get blown out in the second weekend you know, unless they end up making a run of the Final Four or something like that. But it, most of the time, it's like a team has a great weekend, and then that second weekend they get completely blown out and all the games just kind of suck. And you missed out on getting that really good Duke team that won 32 games in the regular season, but they lost the second weekend to fucking God knows what directional school in Kansas, and that's what you got. And mm-hmm. I feel like in the NFL, because they're all professionals, they're all so good, it, yeah, you could end up the Chiefs losing a game. No one goes undefeated in the NFL. You know what I mean? It's like you could get that. Like, I mean, no one knows it better than like the Steelers because they're undefeated right now. But, you know, they're going to lose to somebody terrible. Oh, like, no doubt. <laughs> like Ben's going to throw like three pick sixes and they're going to lose 21-19 to like Jacksonville or to the Washington football team or somebody like that. Like because that's just the NFL. You know what I mean? It's just what happens. And I feel like you add two more teams, you're going to get stuff like that that just sucks. Yeah. But who knows? We'll see. Hope the Rona doesn't stop it all. Well, let's get into what we're listening to, gentlemen, because it's been a good week, a very good week of music. And I want to get it started, guys, because our boy, friend of the Brunch Breakdown, Vin Diesel, dropped a new song on Friday called Days Are Gone. And man, oh, man, is it a great song? And even after last night, I love the song even more. What do you guys think of this new Vin Diesel jam? Vin Diesel, the actor, by the way, for those who are new. <laughs> I'm in on it. I am. I, you know, feel like I do a couple the first couple of times, just no way. But now that I'm getting used to that sound <laughs> and just trying not to realize that that's who it is, that that's who's actually quote unquote singing uh, in these songs. Give me more. Give me more Vin Diesel. There's a reason we kept him on the playlist. And this is why, because you're all warmed up and ready for the next one. And, and we're so glad to have it here for you. Yeah. Who knew the playlist was going to predict the future and there would just be more bangers from Vin Diesel. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't, I have not listened to it yet, but the reason I haven't listened to it yet is because I'm sure it's going to be on the podcast or on the playlist for at least a month. So I'll get my fill of it. And, uh, I'll probably go through the same progression as the last one where like I start off saying I don't like it and then eventually have to admit that I do. Dude, I'm just telling you the lyrics really hit home. Like, it's just he talks about his life before like working paycheck to paycheck and like you know reminiscing on like nights that are gone and like you know just thinking about when they didn't have responsibilities and it's it's like but now those days are gone and he misses those days and i'm telling you man it's then he he's gonna end up winning a grammy yeah like days are gone vin diesel just i don't want to talk it i don't want to talk it up too much but right right I, I love it. Next great artist. I love it. It's that's coming. a great, that's a great big shots to fit. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Um, I'll go next. Uh, Chris, this one's definitely up your alley. Uh, our good friends at eternal boy, local Pittsburgh pop punk band just released a song called a long year. Um, off their first, it's the first single off their forthcoming album, which will be out in April of next year, I believe uh, the album's called bad days are over shots to that title and sh- shots, to the title of both of them, uh, a long year and bad days are over. Amen to that. 
my brothers, uh, Rishi, Andy, and Joe. Love those dudes. Chris, we used to play with them back in the day. Uh, they were formerly known as the Space Pimps for anybody that's familiar with with the scenes. But really, really good dudes putting out really, really quality music. They're getting better and better. Miss seeing them live. You know, they always used to put on a great, great live show. Uh, so it's kind of got that classic pop punk sound, a super catchy chorus as they uh, love to do, and really, really great production and sound on this. They've they've really uh, kind of found a, a really great way to start producing their music at a really high level, and you can hear it in the sound quality. So a long year from Eternal Boy is the first one I'll put on this week. Yeah, shouts to Four Chord Music, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's uh, That was the first one I had on my list too, so I'll just piggyback off that, man. If, if anybody wants to dive into the throwback pop punk uh, feels eternal boy is one of, if not the best band, uh, that you could listen to right now. Uh, if you follow me on social media, I've been joking a lot that they're a Creed cover band, but that's not true. Uh, <laughs> so you give them a chance. If you say that they're Creed, they're not, they, they, they play their own music and it's Jesus, very good. Chris. God. <laughs> Uh, it's not nice to say about somebody. It's their fault. They did a live uh, show on Facebook and uh, Rishi started playing Creed. And then from that moment, they were Creed to me. It's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go with uh, David Morris. Uh, he used to be, I guess, a rapper by the name of D.Y. Not I guess. I know him. Uh, but now he's putting out country music and I just saw this, uh, his name is David Morris now goes by and he's got a song called, does he know about us? And I can't get the song out of my head. I just can't, I, I haven't, I, every time I listen to it, I got to listen to it like 10 times after that. It's just an earworm. And I think he's on to something. Um, but it just all goes into the, um, the trend that's going on in country music right now with uh, the more hip-hop beats that go into country and stuff. And with him, and he just kind of sounds very good on this. And uh, But check it out. Does he know about us? David Morris. I'm, I'm really feeling that song. Excellent. All right. Like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Royal and the Serpent. Uh, I put one of her songs on a couple of weeks ago now, uh, Overwhelmed. Uh, but her EP finally came out called Get a Grip. Uh, and I'm going to put the single Choke uh, from that EP on the playlist this week. It's kind of got this dark, more spooky. It was very Halloween appropriate, dark kind of spooky vibe to it, but still like very upbeat and poppy at the same time, if you can find a way to manage to comprehend all that. But this song does it very, very, very well. Uh, you know, has that indie pop type of feel to it. Um but she's still kind of got this darker, you know, aspect to the music, um, but making it catchy at the at the very same time. So Choke by Royal and the Serpent is one I'll add on. Good deal. Um, I am going to put on a song uh, from a band called With Confidence. They released a song this year. Uh, the title is Without Me. And I'm putting it on just simply because I have a hunch that both of you will really, really like it. Uh, so... Uh, good pop punk song, very catchy, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys think of it. But with confidence, without me putting that on the playlist this week. And you know what I might do is, since Eternal Boy has a new song out, and Dan and I doubled up on it, I think I'll put one of their throwbacks on the playlist as well. Nice. A lot of good options there. Yeah. Nice. All right. And uh, I was having a dance party with my daughter this morning. Nice. And we were listening to Ray Schremer, right? Nice. Because she needs to know the greats. <laughs> and 
I, in no type comes on, and I was like, oh my God, this song is amazing. I hadn't listened to it in so long. I hadn't listened to that first Ray Shrimmerd album in a really long time. And it is great. Ray Shrimmerd, probably the best boy band of the 2010s. Because that's really, in instance, what they are. They're a boy band. Yeah, yeah. And probably better than the Beatles. Probably better than anyone else. Ray Shrimmerd put no type. Maybe, maybe I'll put no flex on one. Maybe I'll just put the whole album on. I don't know. All I know is... We all need to just remember how great Ray Shrimmerd was before they started to fight about things. Hope they get back together. They're both I young. I didn't know they got they broke up and were Yeah, fighting. Sway Lee got really popular doing solo stuff. I don't think Jimmy liked it that much. And it just seems like that's their riff, but hopefully they can get One back day. together. One day. Really hurts me physically knowing that they're not together. But Ray Shrimmerd, no type. Put that on the playlist. We all need that in our lives. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, I'm going to go with Ariana Grande, because how could you not, after that album that she put out, uh, Positions, last week, from top to bottom, it's 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 a masterpiece. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, there's a number of songs I could put on this, uh, this playlist from it. 34, 35 is getting a lot of play right now. It's probably my favorite one on there. But I'm going to put Shut Up on the uh, playlist this week. It's the first song uh, at the top of the album. Uh, it, it sticks out. It's very simple in terms of the instrumentals, but the lyrics are just very raw and very honest. And she's like, oh, you're going to get ready for this album. You're going to get ready for this album. You better be ready. And it just kind of sets the tone. And I love that. It kind of got me fired up and, and gave me some goosebumps when I listened to it. I'm like, oh boy, let's go. Let's get real, Ari. Tell me. Tell me the story. Let's go. So I'll put Shut Up on there, but... I highly recommend that recommend that whole album if you haven't listened to it already from Ariana Grande. Nice. Yeah, Positions is good. The song Positions is really oh, good. Yeah. Um, uh, POV is probably my favorite on the album because I just love Ariana's voice. And when she just kind of, you give her like a slow, just barely anything going on in the background and she's mm-hmm. just singing, it's like, it's it's incredible. But no, album's great. It's, Ar- it's Ariana Grande's horny album. That girl's been yeah, getting yeah. it in during quarantine. <laughs> I'll tell you that much because Jesus Christ. Woo. Yeah, you can tell her and her boyfriend yeah. have not left the house for sure. Because <laughs> that is what that whole album is about. And yeah, 34, 100%. 35. Do the math. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do the math. Uh, <laughs> so from last week's playlist, uh, Luke Combs stuff, is his new stuff is really good. I like it a lot. Dan, I don't care. I think it's really good. Um, and it's Tyler hero, right? Is that how you, yeah, that was my favorite song that we had on the playlist last week. So I enjoyed that a lot this week for a retro replacement. I am, you know, with us all thinking about our country and our future and what's going to happen with this election. I am going to put on what we've talked about on this podcast before, I believe, is uh, the song that I believe should be played before every sporting event. And that song is The Anthem by Good Charlotte. That's what we're nice. going to put on the playlist this week. It was a last second decision, but given the spirit of this week and what's happening, I think if anything can inspire us to have some American pride, it could be The Anthem. So Good Charlotte going on the playlist this week. 
This is a good playlist this week. Um, I'm excited about this playlist. I mean, we got yes. good Charlotte and Ray Schremert on there. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a good playlist for sure. Dan, I completely skipped over Daylight Savings. Daylight Savings should be all the time. It should be all the time. This is so stupid. This is so stupid that it's got to get darker earlier in the day. This, this benefits nobody. We just went through this last uh, this past weekend, but anybody that disagrees is stupid because there's no reason for it to be dark at 5.30. That does nobody any good. Daylight savings all year round. There's a couple of states that are trying to do it. If anybody else wants to get on board, let's go. Tell me, you guys, you guys have to agree with me. Didi, I mean, you're in California for crying out loud. Listen, here's the problem. Uh, and yes, I am in California. And here's why I know more, a little bit more about daylight savings and voting in your state. If it comes to your state, don't get excited because we voted for it never to change. And so has Florida. So has Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And you and it, you have to get basically every state to do it. And then like it goes through Congress and all of that. And there's all these like environmental things that have to do with daylight savings. So it really never passes. It will really never pass in your individual state or in the country, it won't happen. It it sucks because we were all really excited about this. Like, I, I want to say, yeah, it was probably maybe four years ago, maybe a couple years ago. And yeah, it just, um, yeah, it's it's a big downer with the I hate that. daylight I know saving. it impacts the, like the farmers or whatever, but yeah, they can get over it. Yeah. Well, I read that like it was, it, it hadn't been a thing until like the 90s. Is that true? I don't know. I tried to I Google know. it, but Google's down right now, so that that's not helpful for this episode. But oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, yo, that means everybody's listening to the brunch breakdown <laughs> because Google.com, it's this new website. You can find out all the information, all the false information that everyone's spreading all over social media. Just go to Google.com real quick. You got it. Like me right now. That could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chris's internet's just down honestly that's really all it is um anyways guys this has been a great episode of the brunch breakdown Uh, it's 309 we it's 309 six o'clock we still don't have a president of the united states maybe we will next week do you think we'll have a president next week real quick yes or no uh yeah yeah i do i don't i don't think that'll be i don't think it'll be over but i think we will yeah, I think we'll think we have a president, but I think this is going to go on for a long time. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we think we'll have a president by the next time we record, but I don't know if we'll have one, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been the Brunch Breakdown. Dan, tell them where they can find everything Brunch Breakdown. Everything. Find us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, and again, it's important to know that you can subscribe to each and every one of those. I know there's still some, we still have people reaching out to us about how they can find the episodes, uh, every single week, instead of having to look for those links, just hit subscribe. They'll get downloaded right to your, uh, device as soon as they are released. So hit subscribe on any of those. And if there's somewhere that you can't find us, let us know. We'll be able to help you out, uh, with that. Of course, as has been mentioned, the full video episodes of the brunch breakdown are available. Same day the podcast gets released, those are available on our YouTube and our Facebook pages. Typically look for a noon Eastern release there. Uh, and then if you're anywhere else on social media, you can find us at Brunch Breakdown. That includes Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. You follow us, we follow you back. Plenty of good content content for you there throughout the week. So 
find us. Love it. Well, this has been another episode of The Brunch Breakdown. Wait, hold on. Key race alert. <laughs> now we're just out. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>